Welcome to another episode of the VD Clinic Referral Slip. I'm Vanessa, and uh, yes, here yet again with me, Darren. Hello, everyone. Hi. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed a little taste of what we threw out there <laughs> last month. I don't know. A couple people at least have said something. I don't know. To me. I don't know about you, Darren. I No, no. Nobody said anything to me. What did they say to you? I'm sure it was all positive. Yes, it was. No, it was that they said, oh, okay, no, it's cool to have it, but... <laughs> <laughs> this weird this is still an experiment <laughs> you know every drug goes through its trial stage <laughs> yep yep we're building up uh, we're expanding so we'll see uh yeah how this goes but we uh enjoyed doing it so we thought we'd uh, try it again <laughs> after we had our last episode <laughs> i feel like dun, 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 <laughs> we were talking about the soap operas on last episode previously and, previously on this episode of yeah we need the organ the soap opera organ in the background but we we had gotten an email from robert ward and we he had sent us another one but before the one that we read last time so yes so this is the older one but um kind of had a bigger answer to it and i know last episode we were already running long because of uh, our discussion on the movie and so yeah i thought we'd uh, bring it to you now and darren do you want to read that email please yes uh this one starts dear vnd i enjoy submitting questions to a particular book podcast that i listen to so with wait i enjoy submitting questions to a particular book podcast that i listen to so with starting a new book i figured out a way to participate with vd and have a question i think would be fun for the two of you to take as fans of true crime books who is your favorite and at least criminals to read about is there a least? Has there ever been a true crime that you just couldn't get into? I've never delved deep into the into true crime, but personally loved your discussion on Dahmer and your respected interest in the psychology of criminals. In all honesty, I only have one true criminal I guess I can say I am fascinated about. John Dillinger. I never understood the desire of wanting people like Al Capone on t-shirts. Dillinger, however, was romanticized as a Robin Hood and a hero, and I just find him captivating. While a bank robber, Dillinger never actually sought to kill anyone. In fact, John Dillinger has a single kill credited to him entirely. An officer he greatly regretted having killed but was only done so after being shot four times at point-blank range after a heist. He seems like a much more warrantable criminal slash hero to read about. Dare I say, an overall good guy who just robbed banks, those brutally set up and assassinated by the government. Keep up with the great episodes, Robert. Oh, the book I am starting is John Dillinger, The Life and Death of America's First Celebrity criminal. Hmm, I have not read that one. Actually, I know a little bit about Dillinger, but not tons. Yeah. Uh, I read, I know that the crime museum in DC that we referenced before. Oh, yes. They had some great stuff on Dillinger and, and that era. I mean, they had whatever, something like a lot of good, a lot of the Capone stuff too, but that but that era i don't know do you want to i have a probably a big answer to this question <laughs> <laughs> do you want to answer it first darren um let's yeah sure my mine will probably be a lot less specific and well said uh a lot less i don't know about more. that well <laughs> <laughs> 
trying to think of who I haven't really found somebody that I just couldn't get into. Um, I I know it's it's ge- geography is a very you know random thing, but like a lot of people, I think I do find myself at least more interested in the like Jeffrey Dahmer and I. Jeffrey Dahmer used to hang out at this punk club. Like I said in the last and when we talked about Dahmer, you know, he used to hang out at this punk club that I eventually would play a bunch of shows in or. The local, the people that are closer to you geographically, for some reason, find a little bit extra fascination with some people. And I'm one of them, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. I get that. Like my parents met Charles Manson. Yeah. 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 You know, (laughs) and, uh, you know, not too far away is Chicago, H.H. Holmes. So I, I guess I don't get as much into the child rapist killers, you know, like I was into Albert Fish for about a week. And then I was like, God, (laughs) that's just, yeah. (laughs) Um, Forgive forgive the sirens in the background. (laughs) (laughs) They're not coming for me, I promise. (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) Coming to get you, Vanessa. Uh, One of these days they will. They'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm just a a general fan. uh, But I do shy more away from sexual violence. Like, I don't know. I I get, I want to know less about it when I, you know, when I'm doing a serial killer search, you know, that's just a thing that really, you you shouldn't have too many positive feelings about serial killer. You know what I'm saying? But like, there's, uh, yeah, that's just not my thing. If that was the, the, the sort of thing you just can't get into, it's the sexual criminals. Me, I read a lot <laughs> <laughs> about ones. Uh, even if I'm not, they're not as fascinating to me as others. Uh, just out of pure, like, okay, I want to read more and know more of what people are out there. There, I mean, that's, I have that part of me, but I, I started reading this kind of thing at a very young age and some of it very graphic. So yeah, I can read a lot of the one about the ones that are into even the sexual violence. And even after having been sexually assaulted myself in my life, I can still read about it, which seems counterintuitive, but I don't know. I can, uh, I have it. I've distanced, but as far as specific criminals that I've been fascinated with, I, like I, I mentioned earlier Manson uh, because my parents met Manson when they lived out in Southern California and they went camping all the time out in the Mojave. Well, they lived pretty much in the middle of the Mojave Desert, but they would go camping in Death Valley. And there was one time that they met Manson and a few of his girls at, the, you know, a gas station. And they, you know, it was just one of those like, okay, you just happen to be in the same place at the same time. But it was something, there was something enough like the situation just did not seem right, Mm. you know, and just hearing, you know, talking about like the way they interacted, it was like, oh no, now I, as I got older, I was like, no, I want to read more about Charles Manson. (laughs) And then when I lived in Cincinnati and oh my God, oh, he was born here, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so I'll read more about Charles Manson. But the one that really fascinates me probably the most, and I mentioned this on our Dahmer episode, is Aileen Warnos. She's, they're so tormented in some ways and had a legitimate victimhood at points in her life, not just one point in her life, but where was it? And her sanity is all over the place. So you can't, she's not a a reliable narrator. You know, you Mm want to believe her at different times. And then other times you're like, no, you were, you're just batshit crazy. (laughs) 
like and she will contradict herself or something um i read actually i haven't i think i still have like 50 pages left to go but it's been and i got put on my shelf when i moved and i just found it recently it's this book called dear dawn and it's letters that she correspondence that between her and um this friend of hers from high school and her friend knew you know saw like how she was damaged growing up and that kind of thing and then there's correspondence while Eileen was behind bars. And it's very fascinating. It's very fascinating. It's very emotional and very touching in one way. And then the other time, it's also like, you know, you're just so cold-hearted and awful and evil. <laughs> you know, it's just, but you see all these sides of this one person. And that is so fascinating to me. And the, yeah, the fact that it's a woman, you know, you don't hear about that as much. And statistically, there aren't as many women serial killers. Um, I don't know. We handle our shit better. I'm not <laughs> sure what, why that is. But um, again, you're talking based on geography. Another one I have a lot of time that I can, I, that I will read a lot of stuff about is Ted Bundy. Um, he was stopped um, in Florida, in Pensacola, Florida, which is an hour or whatever about away from where I grew up. And I and we and I was old enough. I was still pretty young, and I was you know out of his demographic. But it's just like I had the long straight hair, and you know you get in your kid mind too, like whatever and i watched the news all the time i mean that was it was good for my parents to educate me with the news that's what we did every single night when we ate dinner mm. but that's also kind of traumatizing <laughs> <laughs> for a kid you start getting some crazy ideas sometimes and so ted bundy the fact that there was this whatever apb out that he was escaping and they were suspecting he was on his way on what's that i-10 or something is it i-10 yeah that goes across the panhandle of Florida. Pensacola is an hour, hour and 15 minutes east on I-10 from Mobile, where I grew up. I mean, it was just like, and they were like suspecting he was gonna be there. And so I had that kind of thing. And I, so even though his crimes are completely horrific, and you're talking about the sexual aspect, it's just, I still, there's something that it's just, that idea of this person can present this perfectly normal persona and behind it be such a monster. And he personifies so much of that for me. And I mean, that psychology that I find fascinating. What was the book? It was The Killer Beside Me. Was that the... Um, Perfect Stranger by Anne oh, Rule. Oh, okay. Which I highly recommend. I do highly recommend. It's, I mean, they work together in a suicide hotline. Yeah. Hmm. When it was, I guess, when he was taking law classes or something. I forget where he was in school. But yeah, it's just that one of those, I think you think you know someone. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I actually have read other things by Anne Rule. I, I like her. Th I like her writing. You know, and Aphrodite Jones has some some good things. Although some of her stuff is it's, it's not a, it comes across as a little maybe trashier compared to Anne Rule, <laughs> but it's still good. And what was what's another one that I wanted to say? Um, yeah, those are that's all I can think of at the moment. But the ones I mean, like Dahmer, I find fascinating. I have a lot of that time for him because he has, he was, he opened up so much and talked so much, you know, and revealed so much. But usually I'm like the ones that are like, can't get into cannibalism and everything. I'm like, I don't care about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, but yeah. And actually, <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, one, I would recommend a case that if you, I mean, there are not a lot of books out there about it, but about the Atlanta child murders. And I know they just finished a special podcast series, a limited podcast series on the Atlanta child murders Ooh. called Atlanta Murder, which I recommend. But that was a case that really fascinated me growing up because there was around that time we almost moved to Atlanta and I was like six or seven. And granted, I'm white and the victims were black, but they were all kids yeah. and it was just still the fact of you're a kid and you're that vulnerable that was a scary feeling but i haven't seen any books out there about that one that's one i'd actually like to see a book about yeah you heard it here first yeah unless i unless, i'm sure there's maybe there is something out there and i just haven't found it oh maybe somebody will write i haven't looked recently but <laughs> anyway um i don't know does that answer your question i i from my reading of it, I think it did. I don't think, you know, this is just the beginning of what I imagine to be a ongoing conversation. Yeah, and and that's just is that I could say a lot more about different crime books and different, because I've read a lot of them and different specific criminals. Because, yeah, I've read a really wide variety of them too. And it's, but I, yeah. I read, I guess, I read uh, the, what, the book that they made goodfellas from and right. uh i read the one about uh lucky luciano or luciana i forget which is well the... when i was a kid my dad i th i think it's my dad or my great uncle or something like that gave my dad i think that's what it happened was the reader's digest condensed version <laughs> <laughs> of excerpts from different true crime books hmm. and so here i was reading in enlarged print of course about trotsky's murder with the ice pick to his head <laughs> <laughs> and trotsky in general i mean like come on um and reading about you know some of these other different things like different murders and oh my goodness it was just <laughs> I'm not sure it was appropriate for, um, I think I might have been seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, they, I, they had me reading all kinds of stuff and those, those abridged versions, they cut down a lot of the, um, they, sometimes they changed the writing style very much from the actual <laughs> books they were taking from. It was the swinging, it was, that was when, uh, Hunter Thompson worked for Reader's Digest. <laughs> Well, no, no. The, the Reader's Digest <laughs> book was different than the, I mean, the, the magazine was different than the hardback books that they put out oh, that were it? collections of ex essays or excerpts from novels or nonfiction books. Okay. My, my only experience with Reader's Digest is like the downstairs bathroom at my grandparents' house. Of course. That <laughs> you know? was in the doctor's office. <laughs> yeah. Doctor's uh, office. Doctor's office. And you always, and there's so many of them that were the condensed version. And really, yeah, I was, it was, it was probably, like I said, probably not the best thing for me to read at that age. <laughs> But then again, I wasn't allowed to watch much TV. And one of the shows I was allowed to watch was with my dad was Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> so here I'm watching about a coroner and I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know how appropriate that was for someone of my age. I, that was, yeah. Oh, you know, you're yeah, already on the, you're already on the path to true crime Forrest Gumpdom, you know? I, well, I, I really think I should have gone to school for forensics and should have gone down that path, but 
I would do that now, except I don't want the debt of school. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford it. I'm already in debt. For... <laughs> in a better system. Right. That, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that wraps up. <laughs> Digress anymore. <laughs> I think I, I think that wraps up our, well, answering this question, mm -hmm. which thank you again, Robert, for emailing us. Everybody, please keep the questions coming. You can uh, email us at a VD clinic at gmail wait <laughs> sorry you can email us at vdclinicpod at gmail.com okay and or on the you can direct us on the the twitters you know instagram whatever facebook <laughs> to message that way but probably email you know be a great way to have more of a i guess a bigger discussion <laughs> yeah it keeps it all organized into a thread right it keeps it organized exactly and i like to be organized <laughs> Okay, so here we're going to take a break and we will come back with our movie recommendations. We'll be right back. Doms and subs, masters, mistresses and slaves, owners and pets, daddies, mommies and littles, primals and prey, switches, heathens, kinksters and deviants, welcome to Legion After Dark. Legion After Dark is a movie review podcast with a kinky twist. I'm your host, Lady M, and every episode I'll be reviewing a movie with a BDSM or kink theme. I'll also be talking about books, sex toys, bondage equipment, all the fun things that make life grand. I'll be featuring a different kink each episode, and I'll even give you a song to sing to. So join us on Legion After Dark, coming soon to Legion Podcast Network. Um, so now with our movie recommendation, um, do you want to start, Darren? Sure, sure. Uh, I... Anything, anything you've been watching lately that really grabs you or is just something like you saw a long time ago that, you know, you're thinking of that, hey, people need to go see this. You know, um, I, I'll definitely start with the, the heavier one that will have less spoilers anyway because it's so new. Right. And then I'll go on to the little bit more of a, uh, a lighter note to segue toward... I don't want to be the comedian that sucks before the band. Um... <laughs> So uh, there was a little bit of talk going around, uh, especially in our friends that deal exclusively in horror, about this movie called Re uh, Revenge. Uh, it's a 2017 French rape revenge horror right. action movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think it'll be on Shutter in America in a month or two, but okay. I, I rented it on my... Uh, what are those machines? That I call my video game machine uh, my mood organ, like in uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. It's just the box that however I want to feel... I make that happen with that um <laughs> <laughs> 
or at least I comment. Uh, I thought of that once when I was reading the book. I was like, that's, is that it? Is that me? I'll pretend oh. I knew what you're talking about, Darren. Okay. <laughs> it's it's the book that Philip K. Dick wrote that they made Blade Runner out. Okay. And they left it largely out of the movie, but every household had this thing that you're like, I want to feel happy. And uh, okay, yeah. anyway, you can chop all that out if you like. But um, sure. no problem. So yeah, I found a way to rent it. And it's, it, I would definitely, uh, if, if hearing Rape Revenge horror doesn't make you say, oh, never mind, I would be able to recommend this movie to you because there is, uh, there, yeah, uh, all the, as all these types of movies start, it's rape is in the title for a reason. Uh, right. Which is difficult to see, but it's definitely, there's different kinds of women in the movies that luck into revenge or make their revenge happen. And I think, um, Matilda Lutz, who plays, or yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah. Um, uh, she does a really good job. Uh, there's a small cast movie. It's uh, basically four people. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, I would highly recommend it. I don't really, can't really say a whole lot more without feeling like I might be spoiling some part of somebody's viewing. Uh, it is in French, so there are subtitles. But, you know, if you're listening to the show, you don't seem to have a problem with reading necessarily. So uh, yeah. it's a really well shot movie. Everybody plays their character pretty well. Uh, and yeah, pretty new. I don't know. It's not really on any of the streaming services services yet possibly in the uk uh but uh as i was saying off mic we were having a conversation about clancy brown and clancy brown being on spongebob squarepants which made me think of tom kenny which made <laughs> me start noticing that i think more people need to know about bobcat goldthwaite's movie shakes the clown absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it's written and directed by bobcat goldthwaite it's got julie brown kathy griffin florence henderson as the lady at the beginning of the movie the clown groupie yeah the clown groupie <laughs> tom kenny aka spongebob squarepants uh who grew up with bobcat goldthwaite and they had a punk band together back in the like 80s um he plays binky the sort of yeah foil the foil clown uh -huh. you know uh it, it has the different uh it was shakes the clown is basically the inner the inner life uh of a party clown and there's alcoholism and gang violence and cocaine uh, seems to keep coming up on this show um <laughs> I promise. You know, Adam Sandler before he was really Adam Sandler. Um, LaWanda Page from Sanford and Son. Yes. And uh, a really bad movie that I worked on that I'm not going to mention here. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a box office flop. I think it made just over $100,000 and it cost a million and a half to make. But I think it's probably doing a lot better in DVD and Blu-ray sales. Um, that's just, yeah. <laughs> and you can't forget there is a cameo, an uncredited cameo by Robin Williams as a mime professor. Yes, mime Jerry. What is something fromage? Mime Jerry or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, Mime Jerry, and he used a, a cheese nickname uh, for his... Fromage or something. Yeah. Um... I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but... I have to agree with you completely. I it's a fantastic movie, and it's so underseen. I think. Yeah. I think. And I showed this to my mother, who is a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced it to her, and after she saw it, she texted me. I had to stop halfway through because I almost peed my pants laughing. <laughs> because she said some of the things where they're talking about the clown rivalries 
is actually a thing in the clown world, like as performers. And I'm fucking cracking up. And then I started like learning more actually after that as different like events. And she's done like a great circus parade a few times and and gone to all these different like museums and everything over the years with her. And I see some of it and I'm like, fuck, oh my God. And then you see the birthday party clowns and how (laughs) they are and the mimes. And (laughs) just then they got the rodeo clowns. The yeah. rodeo clowns are the, the like the bad, bad boys. Like they're the worst of the worst. Yeah. You know, uh, they're the ones stealing too. Yeah, they're the criminal rednecks. <laughs> right. The rodeo clowns. <laughs> Who is that yeah. one that plays the the lead one? Oh, the... The, the Binky. Right. Yeah, there's Binky. And I forget the rodeo the clown guy's names. Uh, yeah. Like, Binky, you ever been kicked in the head by a bull? Yeah, they just like, everybody is just plays well off of each other and can we mention julie brown as <laughs> jake's girlfriend and her character has a lisp <laughs> <laughs> and i have one friend who just the line that continually continuously tickled him and then once he pointed it out to me has continuously tickled me is where she's talking she's a, a waitress at this bar slash what is it bowling alley where the clowns go um, it was definitely a clown bar clown bar but there's like a bo- it looks like there's a bowling alley or something attached to it too but anyway something like that but there's a, a food type area and so she's there there are people sitting down on benches and she's going up to take their food order and then she says something with the lisp and i'm not going to attempt to do that because i can't <laughs> and it, it won't do it justice because julie brown i'm sorry she has amazing comedic timing <laughs> in my in my book she's really underrated um, but she says like they they order like she says something about corn dogs or they ask like oh, oh, what's a what's corn a corn dog, dog? <laughs> and she's like well it's like a hot dog on on a stick <laughs> just the way she has to explain what a corn dog is. <laughs> It's just a single stupid line, but the way that she delivers it and the facial expression she has, it really, once my friend pointed it out, it it, it just tickles me for whatever (laughs) reason. Because, I don't know, she has, again, it's the great facial expressions. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's definitely a movie. I, I know it's not a hid, super hidden gem. There's a lot of fans of yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait's movies. But uh, yeah, I thought that that would be a good I one. I think this is the first film he directed. I think so. No, I have a lot of time for his, his work. I mean, as a director. I like him as a performer, but I really like him as a director, I have to say. Yeah, he's definitely doing some really cool stuff. Oh, cool. And, and uh, did you have any? Yeah, I wanted to just mention, I, I know that like last week, last um when we were talking about uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls with Court, talking about Russ Meyer film, and I, after I had seen, or was working, you know, was watching Beyond the Valley of the Dolls for the show, I then, I said, I then went and watched Russ Meyer's Vixen for the first time. Mm. So, you know, I want, I mean, that's, that's something, it's not like, it's not my favorite of other, like, Russ Meyer films, but it was, you know, it was a fun one, and it was nice to see Erica Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so like if you liked Erica Gavin in Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, 
go watch her in Vixen where she's like the lead and Vixen, I mean her name and she's sleeping around with everybody and there's a lot more sex and there's a lot more nudity. The only thing is it's like got this weird little like her character has this weird racism but they like are are, are talking about like how, like why is she being like that and everything and pointing out that she's being wrong for being racist, you know. Mm. So at least you have that but still it's kind of, that's the only thing I found weird about it. Um, It's kind of like Russ Meyer has this weird moments where all of a sudden someone's wearing a Nazi uniform. I don't know. Um, which we didn't talk about with Beyond the Valley Dolls. We're not going to talk about that now. Anyway, so, you know, so that was something that I watched recently that I did enjoy and I would recommend if someone wants to, like I said, particularly if they want to see something else with, that's Russ Meyer and that is uh, uh, Erica Gavin. But um, my, I last night I went to the movies and it was a stupid popcorn movie. And I don't go to those that often, but I do every once in a while. And thank goodness I have movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm I'm paying practically nothing. <laughs> right. Um, it, so I went and saw Ocean's 8 and I actually, I expected it to be totally terrible. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It was actually, it was actually pretty decent. <laughs> I mean, there's a pretty good cast from the looks of things. Well, that was just it. You had such a strong cast. I mean, sure, there were some things about the script I thought that could have been better, but the cast was so, so solid. And... I really appreciated the additional diversity. The fact that you had eight lead female characters and three of them are women of color Mm. and not just all of the same race. So, you know, it it, it was interesting and to see that because you don't see that in a lot of, one, to see that many lead female characters together, but then to see the racial mix. So, so that was, you know, that was interesting that they included that. But I mean, they said it in New York, so it totally made sense, you know, as far as where these characters lived around town and where they, you know, ran their deals or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So I, pre- you know, I appreciate all the, okay, on location kind of <laughs> <laughs> shots and that kind of thing. But no, it was just, it was a fun kind of like, I've had a really, really rough time lately with work. This past week has been, was horrendous. And so seeing it right after work, it was just something I could kind of like, it was like a heist movie, a jewel heist movie at the Met, set at the Met Gala, which made sense in the fact of they're making them all female although it was like why why females why did females why does it have to necessarily be jewels i mean Mm -hmm. in a way i felt that because that seems stereotypical of well the women would only be interested in jewels they couldn't be interested in anything else but they also knew that that's what they could smuggle because that's what other people would expect of them and it was very much presented that way you know it was it was and it was very much it was a very much a female like a teamwork like empowerment kind of sense okay it, it really had a different vibe than i was expecting it, i was i was actually i was like okay and so it was like i could you know enjoy it even more that it was like okay this isn't you know and they knew how to the characters knew these are my strengths this is how i need to work you know run this dot this job and these different things from a practical point of view and it's all business and you know that kind of thing but they still kept elements of friendship up and it didn't come across as overly cheesy i mean maybe a little (laughs) (laughs) you know but 
because it's it was a mainstream Hollywood movie. Let's you know what I mean. It's it's not like it's an art house version of it. But the like the music composition kept the action going and during the like actual heist scene and things like that. Um, so it was a nice just like okay, I can just hang out and just you know watch. It was it was two hours long, which could have probably had another ten minutes off of it. But you still didn't feel like it was that long, you know, despite being that length. Well, right on, good pop popcorn flick yeah yeah like i said I, I i enjoy those every once in a while but and there's some of the some of them that i was just like okay i'm not sandra bullock for me is is hit or miss to tell you the truth it depends on the role she's in i don't i'm not a rom-com fan for the most part i, I there are very few rom-coms i actually can sit and watch uh <laughs> <laughs> I, if i've said that before i'm gonna say it again <laughs> can't stress it enough <laughs> That's about the only thing that <laughs> that tortures me. Um, oh my god, yes. I've had to watch... I've had to sit through some painful things because of other people that were into that. But anyway. Um, but this was... Yeah, you didn't feel like it was completely... The complete trap of I'm doing everything for a man. Mm-hmm. That was really, at the end of the day, the nice part of it. It was like, no, they were just doing it for themselves. Without being assholes to other people, for the most part. <laughs> Only the people that deserved it got it, you know. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, That's I think all I got today. <laughs> I think we got a wide range of things suggested. Yeah. Uh, I I think um our time is nearing an end for this session. Yep. Um but yeah, I think I hope we answered uh, the question to satisfaction, and I hope one of us said at least one thing that you check out <laughs> and you know interact with us and. <laughs> We'll check out stuff that we haven't seen. <laughs> uh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, we're all like, again, we're open to suggestions. Like, again, like I said, Valley of the Dolls was a suggestion. Yeah. Um, we're fine to keep going along, but you're without objection. We cannot help help you right. help us help you. <laughs> if you're not honest with your doctor or, you know. I don't. I don't know. I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, let's just go back to. Uh, yeah, we're we're totally fine to just keep going along, but we're gonna assume that everybody's happy with what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you tell us otherwise. <laughs> so, okay, I guess. Um, so, just as a reminder, next month we are going to do. What are we doing next month? It's our Clive Barker episode. Yep, it is Clive Barker lie, or we'll come up with a better tag tagline for Clive Barker July. Or, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We got to figure that out. Yeah. Well, uh, but we are planning to do Cabal by Clive Barker and Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Yes. With hopefully some special guests. Yes, agreed. Yes, should probably touch base with those special guests. <laughs> <laughs> last last time I spoke with uh, one of them, it's still planned. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The the okay. other D. Sure. Okay. So I guess that, that concludes this referral slip. We will see you next time. Thank you for visiting us for another episode of the VD Clinic. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram as vdclinicpod. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash vdclinicpod. We would love to hear your feedback 
questions, suggestions, and more.